that, that is the keeper. That, that is a keeper. It's so right short and, and pithy. That, that's the day. That's right. All righty. Well, oh, good cool. evening to you, Dennis, on this beautiful evening. Hello. 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 Do you have a pen? <laughs> Never mind. The pen is I'll mightier than the sword. Oh, indeed. indeed. Where were we? Oh, yes. Wait, we're recording. Yes, and you are late for some reason, which... Well, so, the good news is this. I did not spill another beer on my computer screen. Well, before the it was the keyboard, is, but... Keyboard, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, okay. And the better news is, nor did I drop any scotch on there in there either but when i went to plug when i went to i called you and turned put on the earphones mm-hmm. i couldn't hear anything and i realized that my mic was unplugged so i reached over and, and took a uh an out you know a, a cord mm-hmm. and put it into the receptacle on the left side of my computer yes. well it was actually my phone charger <laughs> and so the zap from the phone charger connected with the electronics and the computer and everything zapped out. And when I tried to turn my computer on, it would have none of it. It was dead. Check the plug, check everything, it was dead. So I took it all apart, took the battery out, cleaned that off, reinserted the battery, and zappo. Here I am. You plugged your phone charger into... Into the receptacle for the... Um, for, for the mic. For, for the, the mic. audio jack. How... Yeah. How... What... That doesn't fit. I know, but the telephone charger is smaller than the mic, so it easily, readily fit in the space. And when I put it in the space, that hot part of that charger hit a hot receptacle part of the of the input. I've never seen a phone charger by my computer cable that would fit in a. No, you're you're misunderstanding, and I'm quite surprised. Imagine that there was just a, a bit of contact from one hot end to a receptacle. It wasn't plugged in per se, but it was enough to give it a flash of electricity. Ah. So the computer went, holy shit, what was that? I'm out. Got it, it's, got it. And it was dead. But well, to remove the battery reboot was as far as I could go. That is the extent of my technical knowledge. I I mean, as your as the tech support member of this of this podcast, I would Recommend that you never do that again. <laughs> Thank you, God. Well, it's funny. Don't use I your was... light. Don't use your. Don't use your laptop out in a lightning storm. You know, as we were talking, I was uh, going to try the phone charger in the other receptacle there. The other. Uh, yeah, there's some. But, to, but I won't now. Square pegs, round holes. Don't. Well, they're both square. You're, not, you're still not getting parts of this, but we'll let it go for now. Oh, Small. the USB, Large the USB A, and your USB Large. Large. Large USB. Okay. Small plug. Okay. Okay. I got it now. All the listeners got it. Thank God. You're slower to catch up. They, Both they, of them got it. They got it a long time ago. They were shouting the specific uh, parameters of that model of of USB C, USB A adapter. Anyway. Glad we got that sorted out. Well, and our our listener is glad that it's not just an Eric monologue because that would not be a happy hour. That would be a happy minute. We need to. (laughs) We we need. We need this. uh, Repartee. Repertoire. 
rendezvous, etc. 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 Have you seen the Watchmen? Not the not the finale. No, I uh, I God. fell asleep before that. Did you binge watch it to eight? Uh, no, I was. Episode eight, or did you skip? No, I didn't skip. What do you? What do I look like a monster to you? Jesus, <laughs> I didn't skip. No. It, some some of the episodes took. I have to admit, more than one day because I started them late in the evening. But um, no, I, I watched I watched it all, and it's the finale is pleasantly cathartic, I must say. Um, Good as One Hope's season finales are. And I was just reading an article where the creators of the show uh, are mum on whether there's going to be another season. They Well, but but here's the thing. That when like you coy. are... When, well, how coy is it when you, when when you name that much money. the first... You, you name the first movie season one. <laughs> if it were... Well, also, no, but if, that's not... If, no, no, no. If there are... If there are television shows that are not expected, but they're a one-time event, um, they call it Series 1. If it didn't expect a Series 2, why bother calling it a Series? Well, if you're going to use it's not, terminology. Fact, which would be what? Series rather than season. Oh, oh, the Americans, oh, oh. we say season, and the British say series. Oh, well, so I've got it backwards. Well, Because I was thinking only... that it was... <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you don't have to complete the sentence. <laughs> I, why, why would I? It goes. It's one of those things that it goes without saying. But you know, every time somebody says it goes without saying, they always say it. Right. So, so what? What? what we should I start saying it goes without. Say it I say, I say, it seldom goes without saying, or I say it usually goes without saying, or it almost goes without saying. It should have gone really, without saying. <laughs> Right, <laughs> which, which but you fucking be the person's it. response right. after they roll their eyes, and if it's a she, she rolls her eyes and uh, accuses one of mansplaining, etc., mm. etc. Et but with, even without knowing the the, the finale, uh, I did want to talk about the phenomenon or the the general concept of sci-fi dealing with memories and this idea that you can take a pill and get someone else's memories and yeah yeah, uh, yeah. there's a, because there's a lot in that genre there's uh blade runner is famously all about uh what you what you remember um right. and uh have you seen the movie vanilla sky with a oh yes Tom many Cruise? times yes and that's many another times. That's another the total, total recall sense. sort of thing of uh, you're yeah. buying memories and and it brings like there's the there's a philosophical point of view of you know what are you if not memories and uh, and then there's some psychology around uh, the experiencing self and the remembering self with uh, Daniel Kahneman where he talks about huh. how if you if you go through like a like an operation or something and it's uh, and it's really, and it's really painful at the very end. That's worse than if it's was painful, was just as painful for longer in the middle, but then not so bad at the end, because you don't remember all of that pain so much. And and what is it's? But you remember a spike of it. Well, but 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 you you pref people prefer uh, 
having more pain and then a, and then a let off before the, before the end than having pain at the end because that's what they remember and right. and one one questions uh, why you know is it more important to remember something being happy than to actually experience it in the moment or et cetera, et cetera. it's um it's a a, a conundrum that the that the uh, yeah. academic well, are uh, discussing the the while the um various movies you mentioned have that theme heavily, if not paramount. The contrast in the whole demeanor of the movies is pretty astounding, given that they all do share that. Vanilla Sky is jarring. Yes. Absolutely jarring. I, I really love that. I really love that movie. It's it's And uh... I think Tom Cruise's I think one of his best, if not his best, I want to say his best because I'd have to think through all the things I've seen him in, but it was exceptional from the standpoint that it was not uh, typical of, yes. of some of his roles. Yes, he he is he, fairly yeah. typecast these days. But doesn't, doesn't often play the vulnerable victim. Right. The other the other media that it reminded me of was um, Slaughterhouse Five, and this whole right someone occupying all of time yes. and mem- and remember and being able like what is a memory if you can remember your entire life into the future and the past and stuff and uh they that's very much present in this in in the watchman right which um well that was prevalent in kurt vonnegut's stuff yes so it goes that as as it goes but yeah slaughterhouse five and then uh be after that he did another one cat's cradle is that him no yeah that's cat's cradle that's yeah. him he did Cat's Cradle before Slaughterhouse Five, though I think. Yeah, I, but and it, I haven't read all. He was quite, he was quite the talent. He was, he was an amusing uh, uh, interviewee, <laughs> and his time on camera was always pretty extraordinary. Yeah, I think I've seen a recorded lecture that he that he gave that uh, was pretty phenomenal. I'll uh, yeah. have to see if I can find that for the show notes. Yes. Uh, so, for a superhero genre it uh watchman gave me a lot to think about but uh uh superhero huh who uh i don't know i mean comic book well dr manhattan dr manhattan has superpowers yes yes but besides him well uh, then you've got your your jeremy irons is is your typical super villain sort of uh, super clever and wanting to mess with stuff, although it, right. his villainy is uh, debatable. Um, right. But yeah, it uh, at least at the end you the, uh, you, under, you understand where the hell the squid were coming from. Well, I'm, on I, am, one. I, <laughs> I am like, I am looking forward to understanding the dynamic with him catapulting himself onto <laughs> another planet or the face of the moon. I've got to assume that it's Mars. Um, because anything else would it make any sense to the to the whole litany of the movie? You never know that when he's there. Um, well, but uh, you... he's spelling out help, and the thing that I would guess, without having without knowing, yes. is that he actually this is fun catapults there. Well, all right. Well, then you can't comment. But you'd be surprised if his journey from that planet to to Earth turned him into the into the blue guy. And uh, okay. and uh, and from there, uh, other connections. But there aren't a whole lot of superheroes in that movie. It's not like an X Men or a, right. uh, you know 
Iron Man or all that crazy stuff, which which I'll 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 love anything that Robert Downey is the lead in in the mixed X Men thing. That's too much computer animation for me. And lately, how they make the physical being of the actor of yeah. animation flying and stuff is I don't appreciate it. Um, I like the older superhero movies better. I don't mind good animation, but not to this extent. It was like that crazy uh, movie with that big giant uh, actor who was in Game of Thrones, the dude uh, Aquaman. Yeah, and you know the I, actor. I, I didn't see that. Yeah, he's, um, he's a big hunky dude who was had a great role in Game of Thrones as as uh, uh, I think is her Drotha, D R O T H A Drotha. I don't know for sure, but anyway, uh, it was just so much animation. Yeah, you you say animation, but it's, it's it's for the audience that it's it's not for me. Right, they don't make it for an audience my age. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Jason M- Momoa is the actor's name. Momoa. Momoa. Yeah, it's it. Everything's all done in the computers these days, but so much of like, I, there's pretty cool the uh, the stuff in Watchmen where you've got uh, two in in the place where Jeremy Irons' character is, where he's got these copies of these two people. Uh, they do a really good job of oh yeah of yeah, yeah so many of, of the same faces oh, on yeah, everybody. Amazing. It's just seamless. Uh, amazing. In, in a, yeah, in a, in a way that I think is surpasses anything I've ever seen. If it's or maybe all that I can remember seeing. <laughs> right. Which, which is could be a very short list. Of, yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> right. Well, so yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I may watch that this evening when I come back. I'm playing some music tonight at, uh, after we're done. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I may finish that out. But I've been binging on uh, Donovan, which I think I mentioned the last show. Did, was, yeah. uh, that's 65 episodes or something like that over like five seasons and so. I'm at season three, and there was every episode or at any any one episode is directed by somebody different than somebody other episode. That's the thing that I always that's pretty appreciate. common these days. In- it is, it is, it is. In uh, in Six Feet Under, it was directed by different directors with several repeats. Mm-hmm. But in the first three seasons, the best show I've seen, riveting because of, of the way that the Ray Donovan character exposed himself and showed a side of himself that you'd never seen before, it was directed by Lee Shred. So it was the only one that I saw in the first three seasons that he directed. Hmm. And it was by far the best. Um, you'll like it. You'll like it. It's got some, it's got some great stuff. And great uh, actors in it. John Voight, it's, it's, a, it's, it's the role of his career. Wow. It's a role of his career. I mean, that that's saying something because he's had quite a career. But sure, sure, hmm. he is a stunning centerpiece. In spite of the fact that Ray Donovan is a central character, it's all about Mickey Donovan more than it is about Ray. Well, Ray is the titular character, and this yes. is on, this is on Showtime. I see. Yeah, there are eighty-two episodes actually. Eighty-two, eighty-two. I was looking at. Uh, well, that, not not oh. not yet. Uh, there, from 2013 to 2020, there are 82 episodes. So, 
Yeah, I uh, I'll put that on the on the to watch list. That's um, there's so there's so much good TV and not enough hours in the day. True, true. And you still got Moonstruck on that old list, don't you? Did you see where uh, uh, Moonstruck actor died? Uh, no. Who? Danny Aiello. Oh, Aiello. Yeah. Aiello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife and I spoke about that. Aiello. He had a great... Aiello. That's like what we say when we when we call each other. Aiello. <laughs> yeah. And there's a great a great scene in the movie where where he's they're sitting at a dinner and this professor who ends up having a a, a much major role in the film minor but major kind of kind of thing he uh, has an argument with his young student date very attractive young woman and Danny's uh, Ella's character chuckles and shares character says what are you laughing at and he says when a when a man can't control his woman it's funny and uh, and she just lights it into him um, and it was in that same restaurant that, that the iconic scene where he proposes to her, which you very likely will hear in his obituaries. Uh, and uh, the reminiscences about him was that particular scene. I know I did, hmm. where he gets down on his knees and asks her to marry him. And Nicolas Cage is great. It's just one of the best roles ever. Wow. Well, that makes me... Oh, and you haven't seen it. That makes me That's more right. interested in seeing, right. seeing it than before. So you're keep going years. on the sales pitch. We'll uh, revisit this in episode 60. So I, I did tell you, I saw the uh, Galifianakis yes. movie version of The Fern. Yes. Have you, you haven't seen it? I have not yet, but I, it's, okay, I, I put well, it on my, uh, on my to-watch list. Well, well if we t- when we talk about it again, um, put the outtakes. See if you can get the outtakes in the show notes because they're... <laughs> oh, God. If they're on YouTube. It's, well, yeah, right. Uh, there's one that I've been enjoying recently. That's um, it's only it's exclusive to Apple TV Plus. Uh, as I mentioned, there's the morning show that I that I appreciate, but right, um, right. but there's this other one called Servant, and it's it's directed it's created and directed by uh, M Night Shyamalan. Uh, the, oh really? The, the the guy that you know oh, did yeah. this, oh, yeah. this extents and, and those and those things. Um, I. I like some of his work, not not really all of it, but um, but this this show is pretty pretty clever. Let me let me outline the plot of the of the pilot for you. It um, it starts where there's this uh, wealthy, we'll say late thirties couple uh, in New York City in a really sweet brownstone house in New York City, and they it starts with a with an 18-year-old uh, girl showing up at their door that they had previously agreed would come to be their live-in nanny. And they, and she come, because they have a, they have a, an, an infant child. And it's later, uh, it's comes to be known that the, um, that the infant is really a doll. It's a, it's what they call a, a, a reborn doll where apparently they had a baby, but it died at 13 weeks old or something. And the mother sort of had a psychotic break and the, her shrink uh, recommended getting this doll to help her sort of return somewhat to, to normalcy. No, it's just a, it's just a very lifelike, but creepily lifelike uh, doll. It's just a, a, it doesn't a doll. move. It doesn't move. 
and but she picks it up and cares for it and like bounces around with it and puts it in the stroller no the the mother but then but then you know the nanny comes gotcha and and you know the nanny arrives and it's late at night and she goes to bed and then the next morning uh the the man talks to her and says look and explains this whole thing that look my wife had a psychotic break and we're just pretending about this thing you uh, she she works. Uh, he says, "My wife works a crazy schedule, and she's out of the house for twelve hours a day. So you just we're paying you to to be here. You can go and do whatever you want, and we'll just when she comes home, we'll keep pretending that that there's a baby. But the uh, but the nanny like totally treats it as if it was a real baby, and like takes it out for walks and stuff, and it's just sort of super weird about it. And then uh, <clears throat> and the the father is sort of doesn't really know what's going on. Yeah. Plus the 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 father his uh, his job is he's a um, he's someone that invents specialty gourmet recipes for the high end restaurants. Uh, so he spends all day in 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 the kitchen cooking and preparing things and you know taking photos in his house uh, and taking photographs of, uh, of of the food and stuff. Just like that's his, that's his job. He comes up with these super fancy recipes while the um, nanny's there caring for the child. Yes, yes. Uh, and uh, he also has just this enormous wine cellar that uh, you know he's he's got really fine tastes. Anyway, uh, so then at the at the end of the pilot, uh, the the nanny says. Um, uh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna run down to to pick up some something at the at the local store. Uh, here, take the baby monitor and keep it with you in case the baby cries. And the, the and the man is like, yeah, whatever. And so he's cooking and stuff. And then he hears a crying on the baby monitor. And, and it's the end. And he goes upstairs, and there's a real baby in the crib. Cut the credits. Whoa! So it it's, you don't know how or but did the baby there look like the doll baby? No, it was a it was a it was a real baby. The doll baby doesn't look like. I mean, no. All babies look like Churchill. Right. So, but it minus the cigar. The intriguing thing is, uh, well, first of all, there's sort of a shock because you don't know it's a doll baby until the father goes up and picks it up and slaps its head against <laughs> against the crib, uh, oh, which dear. is sort of a, a shock moment at the at the beginning. Um, but so anyway, so at the end of the of the of the pilot, you're left wondering uh, what happened. What. Who, is it is the is it a was it always a real baby and the man is insane, or is the woman insane and also the nanny and did the nanny come and steal a baby from somewhere and replace it? So that because, was my first thought. Right. Uh, so it's it's a really good pilot uh, that I haven't really spoiled anything because it was in the tra- that, all, the, all I said was in the trailer too. Uh, but well, yeah, they I, want you to repeat this. Exactly. They should. They should send you money. They should. They should go to Patreon.com/slash/HappyHour. Hey, hey, M, yeah, M Knight, work. whatever your first name is. M. M. Yo, M. Whole name. Yeah. Yo, M. Hmm. He'd turn around and say, Hmm. Hmm. Then you'd say, Hey, why do they call you M? And he'd say, Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right. But I that would be. I, I want to see. M, I want to see dead M. people. I want to see dead presidents on the money oh, that you're that you're putting in into our into our coffers. Ooh, you better be careful there. It sounds a little outrageous. Oh, no, no. Maybe. Is the Secret Service going to come and knock on my door now? Well, I don't know. I don't know. People refer to money as dead presidents all the time. That's capital D, capital P. Yes, DP. 
from now on, let's use the acronym. All right. So, how has your week been, Mr. Dennis? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's just a blur. I scratch. I scratch my head. I uh, let's see. We had our Christmas party, and uh, it was a uh, exchange uh, gift where my daughter runs it. She's quite the hostess. She's got a nice big house now, so a lot of people there, 20 people, and uh, 20 people. And so everybody brings a present that they know somebody at some time during the night will select, and you put it under the tree, and then everybody gets a number. And then in order of your number, you go and select a present. Well, before... So it's not like a secret Santa where you put in presents knowing who yes, you're buying it for. but there's a twist. There's a twist. Just like M. Night Shyamalan. Including, including a rule I have to explain in a minute. But everyone has the option to, rather than to select a present, to take a previously selected present. Yeah, well, there's a word and for then this. The person, but then the person who loses the present gets to pick another one, and so it goes. Now... My, I've been doing this off and on for years, you know, because she's run these parties. And the last one I went to, which was a few years ago, there are a lot of presents that were given that you kind of want to give away. Right. Would kind of hope. Oh, there's a lot of game theory somebody, involved. Yeah. That somebody would take it off your hands because you'd really like to have another choice. The, um, the official term for this is white elephant gift exchange. That's it. The other slang is uh, Yankee Swap or Dirty Santa. But <laughs> Dirty Santa seems like something you don't want to have fun on Christmas morning. But anyway, so my, my daughter had said to me, she said, hey, and by the way, over the years since you've been there, these presents have really improved quite a bit. So just keep that in mind, which as the story unfolds, I certainly didn't. Because what we also used to do back in the day is that the presents that we received the year before that we hated, we would keep them and then we'd rewrap them and we'd oh, bring God. them back the second year. Yes. And so that's that's what I did this year. And so we had to have two presents because there were two of us. And so it doesn't matter at all to the story, but the second present was actually this very large box of giant Christmas balls that I had bought and never used. And I found them in the attic and just wrapped them up. Not germane to this story. There were, those were selected early on and kept. But we got to present after present was nice, like a ten dollar gift certificate, put in a homemade, uh, you know, bath salts or something like this, you know, or a nice DVD or whatever. And my wife and I are looking at each other, and there's only three presents left, and one of them is this one that we've regifted. And this fellow who's who I know some from years past, he uh, has it in his hand. It's really light. He throws it up in the air, and then he puts it down, and then he says to his three-year-old, you pick it, and she picks this one. It was shiny red, and he opens it up, and it's this funky little basket, right, with a handle on it with a little green bow, and in it is white cotton that looks like snow, supposedly. Uh-huh. And then inside the snow is a oven mitt, not a mitt, but a square uh, oven rag mm-hmm. that's got a little pocket in it to put your hand in, you know, so that doesn't, you know, you don't have to clumsy with it. And in the pocket is is the present, which is uh, the snowman pooper doll. <laughs> and it's this little plastic snowman is 
and I think it poops snowballs when you press a lever or uh-huh. some 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 shit like that. Sure, sure. And so amidst all these great presents that people keep in, right, like a uh, a set of seven or eight different types of hot sauce, right? He gets this thing wrapped. It's obviously repurposed. This stuff looks old. Right. And there it is. I've never been opened. Snowman pooper doll. <laughs> well, I can only go to one place after that story, and that is to inform you of a Spanish holiday tradition. It's actually not... The people that, that perform it would prefer I not use the word Spanish. It's a Catalan holiday ah. tradition from Barcelona, yeah. where it, everywhere in Spain, it's very common to make a little uh, nativity scene in, but but like with, with little models on your, on your table, on your end table or something. Um, and some people go crazy in, in, this, in the way that people go crazy with like model train sets. They make a, a big yeah, yeah, yeah. thing with uh, with moving with people that are you know moving and stuff. Anyway, in Catalonia, they also include this extra character in the nativity called the shitter. And this is a man whose pants are around his ankles and he's squatting and taking a big shit. What? <laughs> What I will the, I will send you this link because you, you you don't because you should not believe me just from what I just said but I'm gonna send you a link click on this it is a figurine depicted in the act of defecation appearing in the nativity scenes in Catalonia and neighboring areas of the Catalan culture it is most popular and widespread in these areas but can also be found in other areas or areas of Spain the name El Caganer means crapper or the shitter. Traditionally, a figurine is depicted as a peasant wearing traditional Catalan red cape with his trousers down, showing a bare backside and defecating. What a weird fucking... <laughs> That's the Wikipedia page. This will be in the show notes at happyhair.fm slash 039. Uh-oh. When I try to open it, it gets uh, don't scroll past this because it wants me to raise money. Well, Help scroll past money it. to Wikipedia. Well, do you see the so. do you see the image? Oh yeah. Well, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Here it is. Here it is. Now, here's the question: Is that they just call it that, or is it? Did they call it that because of the squatting, and it originally was intended to just be somebody that was sitting on a stool, and the stool is gone, or? But it it means the crapper or the shitter. Yes, and. Showing a bare backside, his pants are pulled down. Yes. Oh my God! I didn't. I, well, I got such a small view of it. I don't know. I double click on it. Wants more fucking money. So, and there are. Right, I got the general idea here. There, there are uh, celebrity uh, shitters. Oh, so what? Like because once you have this idea, it's a big uh, honor. So, for example, I'll send you an image. Obama, Obama taking a dump. Uh, you've got Queen Elizabeth. There's one, including including the dump. Yes, yes. The 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 the, the matter is very important. I don't. Uh, <laughs> you don't approve of this? I don't. Oh, no, I don't get it. I mean, what's? I did, I should have read the damn history. No, I'll, I mean, I'll read the Wikipedia. It's the exact origin is unknown, but the tradition has existed since the 18th century. 
Uh, it's believed to have entered the nativity scene around the late 17th or 18th century during the Baroque period. It's just bizarre. Bizarre. I've never... Bizarre is the word, yes. I, 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 so you're, you're talking of a gift. Listen, man. Listen, we can make money off this. We're going to come up with all sorts of people, little people to put in there. Oh, the, right? there is a, there's an industry. Like, of should... other things? Not just the shitter, but like uh, somebody standing up in the corner urinating? We'll put a copyright on it. Well, I mean, the, the... Create a new tradition. The Belgians have the mannequin piss uh, character. It's just strange. So I wonder if your little uh, snowball shitter doll was at all inspired by this phenomenon. Ah, uh, good, because, uh, good tie-in question. Exactly. Hmm. hmm. Let's see what... Hmm. Makes you go, hmm, Night Shyamalan. Uh, uh, hmm. I see dead people shitting. <laughs> That's not wow. pleasant. <laughs> That's nice. Well, in either way, whether they're laying on their stomach or they're laying on their back, it's grotesque. Indeed, indeed. The latest news that I caught was the outrage, the outrage that react, resulted in a air, airline passenger doing a foul deed in the seat of this the is plane. And um, the... The, a the way that they, uh, such as that previously discussed. Uh, well, that that would assume some memory of what was previously discussed. Did someone and, shit in the seat? And, oh no 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 no! Why did we talk about that? Good lord, you like a sieve? Good heaven. Well, <laughs> yeah, I you would like suppose. a sieve, but anyway, you like a sieve with no filter. The yes. dirty deed reported by the woman was that this man who was reading a book, and he kicked off his sh shoe. Well, that's pretty He crossed gross. his leg. And when he did, he crossed his leg in such a way that his bare foot was near his lap. And so what he began to do while he was reading was he began to pick the skin off of his heel of his foot and let it drop on the floor. That, that, should, just, that should be a capital offense. Well, just put a bullet in his well, head right there. Oh, that's well, just well, that's so. You are, you are on a violent tear today already. That I is, this is the Rook, second. Who morning. does that? Who does that? I told you the story of the guy in the office that when the cubby that drove the other guy in the cubby next to him insane by clipping his toenails, and you could hear the clip clip, and occasionally an errant toenail would fly over the wall of the cubby and land in this fucking guy's beard or something. So. <laughs> No wonder he was upset, but the on an airplane in such tight proximity. Oh yeah, my word! That's uh, oh my word! That is out of line. Right. That's it's like bringing a bringing a big open face tuna sandwich with onions on the plane and oh, eating it and, and some of it dropping on the tray and then about halfway through it, you you fart a tuna a tuna fart. A grotesque, a grotesque odor of, 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 of the, the odor of your intestines plus tuna. And, and you say there's something fishy just, going on here. It's just rude. Worse than that. It's worse than that. Wow. And are you familiar with this uh, phenomenon of um, uh, emotional support animals? Yes. 
uh, where it's just cotton out of hand so, and there is so this is what I know what do you know a woman was detained for having three monkeys as her support animals three monkeys do you know she wanted to take them on the airplane how many episodes has it been since we've talked about monkeys that was our bread and butter at the beginning. Well, you were all so about the you were all about so the spider speak. monkeys. Not sure about the butter part of the bread and butter, but it was, certainly was the bread. Well, no, it was a while. I don't know. Yeah, the bats kind of took over the monkeys. Monkey. Monkeys on a plane seems like a recipe for for disaster. Uh, <laughs> three of them. Three of them. So her support system was. Wait, was she the was, wicked witch? With her, with, with, with her with, monkeys. With, with her flying monkeys? Oh, well, <laughs> could be. There you go. Curly, uh, curly black uh, shoes, uh, red and white striped knee socks. Hey, man, and, flying uh, monkeys. But her, imagine that her support system consisted of three screaming monkeys tugging at the top hem of, her, of the top of her dress, screeching for attention in fear because somebody from the airline was threatening that they couldn't fly. This was how she perceived the support she needed. Imagine this. Imagine that that, in fact, was a consolation from the way she usually feels. How do you think she usually feels? This is, this is bad. Well, then you need emotional support animals for the emotional support animals to calm them down. She, there's money in that. Actually. For this, for this mice. Exactly. Support. And fleas for the mice. Because they're known. <laughs> no, but hey, I, 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 learned the other, money I learned the other day that um, when they fly purebred racehorses, sometimes they will actually load them onto airplanes to get them to somewhere to, to race. Uh, they will very often bring like a goat or some best farm animal, best friend of the of the horse to keep it calm. So, huh. uh, so there are there's already precedent for emotional support animals for animals. So. And you say, did you say that they, they bring on the airplane a ghost? A goat? Okay. Nah. Oh, 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 a goat? No. M. Night Shyamalan oh, brings ghosts. M. Night Shyamalan brings ghosts on the airplane. I just said ghost. Emotional support on ghost. No support ghost. <laughs> it didn't make much sense. Uh, Speaking of... I couldn't, I couldn't imagine it. Speaking of... Um, Flying monkeys. I heard about this several years ago, but it it, it just came to my attention again recently. Uh, it, you know how in the Wizard of Oz, uh, the the witch says, uh, "Fly, my pretties," or whatever, to the monkeys. Oreo, 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 Oreo. Okay. Hey, Cookie Oreo. Monster, come back. Do you... you were supposed to chime in as the Wicked Witch and say the line. That's why I was pointing at you on camera. You were what pointing. What is wrong yeah. with you? I was. I was pointing. You see the finger? Oh, well, when you put it in front of the camera, I do. Yes. Anyway, uh, does that line ring a bell? Uh, oh, saying, absolutely. Fly, my pretties. Well, it turns out that's... That's something called the uh, the Mandela effect, because they never actually, she never says that line in the in the in the movie, uh, but it's it's 
in everyone's collective memory that she did. What is it? What, what, what's it called? The Mandela effect. Because no, no, no. What, what was it that I agreed to that she said? Fly, my pretties. Yeah. Right. Huh. Yeah. It, I, I I watched it recently since knowing this fact, and uh, and it the is actually movie? true. Yes. Uh, what was the occasion? Saturday uh, night. That's it. <laughs> I, I've still never watched Saturday it. Night, Saturday night, nine o'clock at night. Hey, what do you want to do? Oh, I know. I've still never that's, watched it with the uh, with that's the, why it's with the Pink Floyd album. Yeah. Uh, hey, honey, make some popcorn. Whoa. I have small children, Dennis. Come on, bring some. Beer. Oh, oh, oh! I thought it was just for you. Yeah. Sorry. No, I went to a private screening. Are, yes. Uh, are they coming after you? The, the flying oh, monkeys. That's, my, that's me. No, cop car just went by. Well. I thought it was on your end. Anyway, let me get to my explanation here. Uh, there's this thing called the Mandela effect because yes. there's uh, apparently a bunch of people have the common memory that Nelson Mandela uh, died in prison. Uh, which oh, I don't. Which is false, of course. We, was, but a lot of people have that idea. So Many anyway, think that. so this this was um, this phenomenon was 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 named after him. Um, but there's a bunch of examples of things where. Uh, a lot of people have a collective memory of of a thing that isn't that never actually happened, True. which is just the Mandela bizarre. effect, right? Like, for example, um, how do you spell Looney Tunes? L O O N E Y T O O N E S. Exactly, wrong. It's Tunes T U N E S. Doesn't make any sense, but that's that's the way it is, and we all have that memory. I would have said the same thing. Um, but anyway, it, this is... Let me uh, ask you then. How do you spell Looney Tunes? <laughs> I would have. I would say the same thing, except that I oh. have just seen the answer, so... I, was, I thought you'd already forgotten the conversation, so I was... No, I have... I thought you'd think we were starting fresh I have, with the conversation. My memory is not that of a goldfish, like, like yours. <laughs> well, that'd be an improvement. Either cracker or the animal. Either would be an improvement, I agree. <laughs> well, no. You're one dumb cracker. <laughs> yeah, right. Whereas I've been called before one dumb white cracker. There you go. That's always uh, You're a salty, salty. You mean I look like a saltine? Uh-huh. Well. Sure do. You don't look like a teen at all. Like uh, what? A teen. Tuna? A teen. What? A teen. A tune. A teen. What? A teen. I, I don't even know what we're talking about, but I like the accent. I'd say. Kind of a teen. I have, I have one other bit of, of uh, follow-up news. That, um... Breaking news. Sound effects. We re... We once upon a time on this podcast uh, suggested that Jack Black and Jack White should get together and, and yes. collaborate. Did you say Jack Black or Jack White? Because I different. said both. Jack Black is the main protagonist on the harp, and then later on, Jack White joining him for a dual harp interlude. Why? But, have, why have they not made? a music video together like how, just, how obvious is that as a, as a thing like we're doing it right now 
We, we, All we got to do is sign on. This is the offer. Okay. Right here. So if Jack Black and Jack White ever make a, a some sort of a, right. a song together, we money. We get money. <laughs> it was our idea. We published this. Copyrighted. <laughs> okay. Because, I mean, they're both named Jack, and it's white and black. I mean, it's black and white. Well, I don't want to fuck with either one of those boys. So as long as they're happy, I'm happy. And after we'd said that, they did. Yes, they did. They did. And uh, I, I recently heard a heard a podcast with uh, with Jack Black, and he discussed some of this uh, some of this collaboration, where he went to Jack White's uh, Nashville, I guess, uh, home recording studio to do this. And uh, apparently, Jack Jack White is just. Uh, as you can imagine, is just one bizarre dude, and his his house is just sort of this like uh, collection of just weird, funny shit. Um, and apparently, he he goes out of his way to make sort of stupid dad puns. Like, for example, he's got this he's got this one place where he's got this this big sort of throne with two taxidermied lions on either side of it, and he says, "That's where I go to read, so I can read between the lions." <laughs> just like, that's a that's an extravagant that's an extravagant way to get a pun to work good lord we would do that if we had more than five dollars in, in one permanent member I need probably credit card is soon to expire <laughs> oh, what, what, oh, what, a, what a, just he's got the money and the personality to uh to do crazy shit like that and he doesn't yeah. And He's got a home here in Kalamazoo. <laughs> Brings me around to something I wanted to uh, tell you about. In the uh, Ray Donovan series, there's a uh, uh, episode that drew my attention in season two, I believe, called The Kalamazoo. And in the show, which is set in uh, L.A., um, the Mickey Donovan character who's uh, got a condo and is wanting to entertain condo members and figure out a way to make money off of it, um, he buys an extravagant outdoor cooking grill. And the name of the grill is called the Kalamazoo. And it spits out 500 BTUs, the highest, and it cooks with wood or for gas or for whatever and it's a real thing and apparently really built in Kalamazoo because during the the, 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 the show Mickey's character says this comes from Kalamazoo and it's built in the same factory that used to make checker cabs which also started in Kalamazoo really? so I was struck by this detail in this series that Literally, no one would have known or cared is, about, but just one of the writers happened to knew this, know this factoid, and right. threw it in there. And of course, there's you know there's seventy five thousand people who live here. How many of them know this about the Kalamazoo uh, cooker and the checker cabs and all that? Uh, Kalamazoo, I don't know. Kalamazoogourmet.com. I, I, I see it now. If there's 10%. a Rolls, if there's a Rolls Royce of grills, this is it. Says Forbes. Wow. Well, How many go. BTUs? Let's see. Oh, they have lots of products. Let's look at their grills. Professional hybrid gas grills. Oof. This is 
hot stuff, as they say. Good Christ, that's an expensive grill. How much? The the nicest one? Take a guess. Seven thousand. Thirty thousand dollars. Oh. <laughs> that's that's a fucking grill right there. Dual eighteen thousand BTU cooktop burners. Oh my god. Flip it's up warning grab. Advanced deep hopper cleanout system. Two hybrid fire grilling drawers for wood and charcoal. One side shelf. So, and so this is what I can say about that. It brings us to an end to the hour. And we leave, we depart. It's how it's how been cooking. Who wants to learn more, where do they go? Happyhour.fm. The, the show notes for this episode will be at happyhour.fm slash 39. 39. 39. 39. 39. Turn me on. 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 That's what M. Night Shyamalan says. Turn me on. Then. Turn me on, All right, that's it for episode number 39. You can find the show notes at happyhour.fm slash 039. And if you would like to help support us, you can go to patreon.com slash happy hour and you can donate some a little bit of love every month and that would really help for us to pay for hosting and editing and all of the things that go into making this incredibly interesting podcast see you guys next week have a great 2020